0: You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Coming to Alabama tradition, the past, present, future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama has finished up Tuesday practice, working down to another big scrimmage, uh, coming inside bryant Diddy Stadium. Full pads again this afternoon. It's hot in Tuscaloosa. It is. Uh, I walked to my car and broke out of sweat a couple of minutes ago, went out and, uh, you know, made sure that uh, my drink was still filled up. And, uh, hey, it's it's steamy. But this is where champions are made, and uh, Alabama uh, in August. It's, uh, it's hot always in August. But uh, uh, the 12th of the series of 27 has now concluded, uh, 18 days away from Alabama-Miami. The two teams will meet inside of Atlanta, Chick-o- a Chick-fil-A kickoff game. It's going to be a 2.30 game, and we don't have to worry about the weather because hot Atlanta is always hot as well. Uh, but Chick-fil-A kickoff game, uh, they're 2.30, ABC, 2.30, uh Martin Houston is going to join me coming up in about uh probably about 30 minutes. So uh, if you want to jump in we, we can do that now at 205-342-9904. It's Alabama tradition the past present and future the Alabama Crimson Tide. I figured I'd start today and and just review not I don't I'm not going to reveal privacy. Uh, it's not what I'm what I'm going to do, but I I text a lot of people that have access that we don't have, and especially after uh, yesterday uh because the viewing period was always limited. But it's even going to become more limited, okay? I'm a pretty transparent guy. Uh, so when you look at viewing period, Texas is opening up. Alabama's shutting down uh, when you think about the University of Alabama. So when, when you – and I say that, and I don't say it in a, in a derogatory manner because those guys have got to be able to do what they've got to do. Uh, viewing period was not much as it is. I mean, you go out and you get individual drills. You get one-on-one drills. You get basic stuff, so you have to depend on people. You got to be able to text people. You got to be able to get people uh, to give you information. You got to be able to get you uh, to give you some inside information, and so you're always looking for that. And and the one thing that I have talked about multiple different people that have provided information to me is how good this defense really is in Tuscaloosa. You look at this. As it should be, you got eight starters coming back. You have a ninth uh, coming in that, that was a guy that was counted on, and, and he was the man. So you add all this together, and then you add the depth. You begin to look at Alabama's defense, and you say, What is the standard in current defensive era in college football? With everything that you calculate, rules against you. You know, what are the expectations? Pete Golding, yesterday, someone called in and shared that he was the number one defensive coordinator in all of college football. Now, that article was just based on opinion. It wasn't based on anything more than that. And we've talked about it in length when you look at this defensive side of the football. But every text message that I have shared with people that can give me uh, little inside tidbits, it's almost like every message is... It it has been started out with how good this defense really is. And at times you even hear the rumblings that they've had to slow down because you want your offense to get reps. And I'm gonna ask Martin Houston about this right now. Uh Martin Houston, I hope all is well. Welcome into Alabama tradition.
2: Glad to be in, Ryan, and uh I appreciate you yeah you setting that uh teeing that up, man. I mean that that. The defense, are we finally going to get to see some resemblance of what we've come to expect as elite defenses? You know, Because, Ryan, if you think about it, last year, by today's standards, was giving up, what, 17, 19 points, whatever, 19, 19 points, number one in the SEC. Normally we would be excited about that type of defense with them being a the number one ranking, but it didn't feel dominant. Didn't feel elite last year because of Florida and Ole Miss. Uh, and, and this year you, you're wondering what is it that's gonna make it feel elite? And I, I heard you talking about the coverage. And, you know, of course, I think we have super talented coverage guys. Fine. But we also have a returning defensive front that Nick Saban says eight, nine, 10, 11 guys deep. And you remember how great the DBs were in 92? Well, that all started with Copeland and Curry up front and I think that's what we're going to see even magnified and multiplied in this year's defense uh when it comes to how good they can really be in coverage which is where you need to be great if you're going to be an elite defense in today's game
1: well okay but but let me let me and and I'm sure that you know all of us work the channels of trying to get inside information but, <laughs> but let, let me ask you this because offense needs reps. Now, it's great to go up against defense quality, and you go up against this group, you're going to be better on Saturday because you're going up against this group. But at what point does it interfere because you also need quality reps? And if you've always got a Will Anderson or a Christian Harris or a Henry or uh, whomever, uh, Fedarian Mathis or Tim Smith, or you could go through a million. I mean, w- whatever scenario. How much, at what point do you become concerned that you can't get enough reps? Yeah, you can go up against number two guys, uh, but they're not your number one guys, but you're always disrupting. Do you worry about that at all? Maybe yep. I'm stretching too much. Well, I mean, no, you, know,
2: you 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 worry about it, but, Ryan, you do use that time against the number twos uh, to develop the execution, okay? Uh, in, in other words, you know, if you're running – if you look at a typical practice and there's you know, um you're gonna run a you're gonna rep a play ten times. You know, and Nick Saban's process is always what does he always say, Ryan? We wanna run it till you can't get it wrong. Sure. Not till you get it right, till you can't get it wrong, and that's how you do that against the number twos. And then when you go against the number one, uh it's just gonna be best man on best man. Now, what they do, because what you don't want to do is make the offense, if it's an offense that's dominating, and, I mean, defense is dominating and you're not getting really good reps on offense, you don't want to make the offense feel inferior. So what you do is, uh, as a head coach, and you have them run against the ones you may run more base stuff and not as many stunts and not as many coverages so the offense can get some confidence, but but uh
1: um, well if i'm looking for confidence i don't know how you other than hiring a sports psychologist uh, how you get the outside offensive lineman confidence
2: <laughs> give them they, they give them some victories man they, they they hey listen i'm telling you that that you know what you do ryan is, is see that's, that's that's a misnomer now I understand good offensive coordinators can take advantage of great pass rushers if they know how to call the game, and the players know how to execute. But you have to have all of your offense in. Um, and that's the difference a lot of times, Ryan, with offense and defense, especially early in camp, is the offense generally can't put as much. Say, say the playbook is 100 plays. The offense can't get, you know, 40 50% in, while the defense may be at 80%. You see what I'm saying? And so, so over time, it makes it really difficult for, I mean, in the beginning it can make it difficult for the offense, and that's why you see the offense usually catch up with the defense, is because they get more of their plays in. But if, if you got great pass rushers, you just throw screens at them, you know? I mean, you you let that guy that can beat you in the pass rush, you, you take advantage of that by letting him get up the field and throw a screen underneath and. But if you don't have that in your playbook yet, <laughs> then that guy wins. You know, nine out of ten times. So, so make- offense, I think offense. I think I think Ryan. The fact that the offense has some success tells me that that even though we're really young on offense, we got some serious talent and weapons on that offensive side of the ball
1: okay okay but but let me let me go back to 92 you going up against those nasty defensive side of the football for Alabama uh was it how, how much because I want to talk about the psychological I'm not talking about the talent because you know psychological is part of it but how how frustrating was it going up against that defensive <laughs> practice it, it, it
2: could be frustrating but you you know what you get to the point Ryan, and you begin to realize and uh, if you hear some noise, I'm out at Northridge High School, and there's bands and cheerleaders and football players everywhere. But but what, what happens, Ryan, is uh, over time you begin to realize, I need to have some success against uh, this team, uh, I mean against them. But if I can have good to average to great success against them, then I'm going to dominate on Saturday. and And that's what you see week in and week out.
1: Well, and, and and that's the the big part of the conversation when you look at the the University of Alabama. Hey, you've also made the statement that uh, and w- today we we celebrated with Dreamland and knocked out some ribs, uh, but you made a statement that that kind of gave me a little thought process when you look at Alabama's receivers that uh, depth wise, you you think they may be in, in line with what last year was able to accomplish. Repeat that, I, uh, yeah. the, the, the first victory
2: over here at Northridge High School. Riding by, so I can't hear you. So no. Oh, so he's
1: distracting. Yeah. Well, no, I was just asking about the wide receivers. You, you think that oh. you, your confidence level in those guys? You have a lot of confidence uh, in the group. Oh, I think. I think talent wise,
2: they're as gifted as any group we've ever had. From one through seven or eight, whatever the number is. So uh, it, it's pretty amazing. So.
1: Well, they got a lot hey, of different I, hey, hey, if you need ahead. to go, if you need to go, we'll let what, you go.
2: What, yeah, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run in here. I think we're getting ready to introduce these guys. I'm over at Northridge. Uh, we play Sissy Valley this weekend. So I'm going to uh, go in here, introduce these guys, and then I can jump back on if we go ahead and get it done, okay?
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, dude, do, do that. Do that. Martin Houston. Hey, uh, man, I
2: appreciate it. Tell them fans I appreciate him being patient with me. No, Trying no, to no, absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, man. Uh, we'll put Martin uh, there. We'll, we'll go back to Martin as we travel throughout the show. But uh, Martin is uh, – a couple of weeks ago, he told me, he said, I, you know, I really enjoyed coaching high school football. He said and, – and I'm like, now hold on, hold on, because he calls Simeon, which is his uh, youngest son, he called him the caboose. And he said the caboose is – uh, you know that's what Simeon is now moved on, and 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 he's entering. Uh, I, I mean, I think he's pretty much made it on Facebook, but uh, he's he's following in the footsteps of his dad. Uh, when we took about uh, going through pastorship and and learning and uh, you know become helpful in, in so many different ways, but uh, Simeon was was part of Northridge last year, and uh, Martin was telling me he said, "Man, I just I just I I, I miss it. I, I didn't realize how much I'd miss it." So uh, he said, I, "I can I can be a." Uh, contributor. I I can go out and share. I think John Copeland is also part of that.
3: Um, He was there last year. He
1: was. So, that's a pretty good little coaching staff uh, that that you've got there. And, hey, we'll see what uh, uh, the Jags are made of. Uh, Guys on 6'9 South. And, you know, the other program that I'm looking at for high school football in this area is with Coach Weingarten uh, at, at County High. They're they're tough it's it's a it's a hard classification they're probably playing i would imagine i think there's 32 teams in 7A football they're probably down in that lower 28 29 when you look at classification they're probably one of the smaller 7As because you got to remember sipsy branched off of that and and went this way so you took pretty much a 3A 4A school out of one school and so you went from one of the biggest uh, in the state to one of the smallest when you look at that classification. But as you look at the, the things that they have brought from Auburn High School, and Coach was here at Hillcrest a couple of years ago, just pay attention because I, I see some familiar faces that he's putting back in that county high program. And I think they've just added to turf. I, I think they went turf in the last couple of days. Uh, so the field turf. So I, I, they're they're putting resources uh, into county high, which hey, I mean, high school football.
3: There's a lot of good high school football in the area. You look but at I you think look at it could be
1: better. I think it could be better.
3: Oh, it absolutely could. But we had we had four or five. You know, teams that we covered all all last year that made it deep into the playoffs. They did. They and did. Hillcrest and Gordo so, both returned excellent, excellent quarterbacks. The the coaching job that uh, Pickens County has with Michael Williams, they got really close too. Uh, and and, and T County's a hell of a team. They're just in one of the toughest well, regions at all of football. And then Ryan so.
1: Lolly Gordo's always going to be there.
3: Always going to be there.
1: Always going to be there. Uh, so you start, you start looking at West Alabama <laughs> – when I first got to town and I, I was spoiled because you had Central on 15th Street winning championships, you had County high who went through all their players and not just ranked in the state you got to remember they, they beat Hoover's three-year streak. so and, and I'm saying beat them in a singular game, not a you know a streak, but county was a top 25 team in high school football across the country. And and they were for several years in USA Today's top twenty-five. So you look at high school football back in the day. Uh, I, I was jealous the first three or four years that I arrived here. I mean, they were kicking butt and taking names. And uh, I mean, it, it can compete. Like I, I would still say Birmingham's the
3: top, Mobile, Baldwin County's second. But when you compare Tuscaloosa and West Alabama Huntsville. Huntsville. with Huntsville, yeah, it, it's getting closer. There's still some there's some really impressive teams out of Huntsville, but it, but the gap's closer than it, than it has been in years past.
1: So maybe maybe we're making a, a you know a focus back. One thing about high school football that I was always told um, that was a limitation, that was a, an obstacle for these local coaches, is the amount of booster money, not booster money, but board of education money for their assistant coaches that they could not build because you're you're competing against junior college teams. And Thompson and Hoover, and you go look at their coordinators. They joke and, and
3: call themselves a university.
1: Absolutely, like sure, <laughs> that's sure. serious. So you're trying to figure out a way to to make that gap up, and and so you're going, okay, well, hey, I'm in Tuscaloosa. Let me go get a former, you know, a couple of these former guys. You got some guys that stayed in Tuscaloosa. Many of these competitors want to be a part of football. They want to share their knowledge because chances are, if you talk to John or you talk to Martin or you talk to anybody that was former. You know Antonio Ford, which played at Holt, uh, was coach head coach at Sipsey Valley, went to Auburn. Now he's a defensive coordinator. He played at Troy. Uh, coach Ford is knowledgeable guy. So you you see these guys are just paying into the the system, paying into the program. Pay. So you, you listen. We're, I would love to see us get back to kicking some button, taking some names. I'd also love to see Kennedy drop out of that 7-8 classification one day. Uh, because this team would be dominant. And and that was the part that, that maybe we missed a little bit, is having that... Listen, when you got together with Hillcrest and County High and the boys from Northport and the boys from 69 South, uh, and you tangled a little bit, and then you had Northridge, and Bryant came on, uh, Central was coming on. I mean, man, it was like... It was a slugfest every Friday night. So... And you guys are amping up the coverage, Tide109.com. We took our high school coverage last year to another level. Uh, are you guys going to do the Friday Yeah,
3: Kerry Clark and I, Friday Night Lights, starting this Friday 6 to 9, immediately following your show. So 6 and to 9, 6
1: to 9, Friday nights. Yeah, and, and Bryant Carrie.
3: Horn will take over the scoreboard show an hour following that.
1: Okay, so Bryant's going to do the scoreboard show. And then you guys are going to do Friday Night Lights, 6 and 9, which... Uh,
3: we also have Hillcrest Huddle tonight after Alabama Tradition. So, no, it's getting real. High school football is here. Let's go.
1: Suit them up! Man, you know high school football. And I, I know this is not a high school show. But high school football, it, it's like they're individual ambassadors for their community. They represent these little communities. I'm telling you, man. For those who are new to the area, go out to Gordo and, and watch high school football and you walk out going you know how much football means to that area
3: but it's even cooler here like growing up in Baldwin County like everybody it was all different cities right and everybody was recognizable everybody had their traits based off, off of the different towns and cities but here it's it's you got six or seven you know contenders that are vying between the Tuscaloosa and Northport areas and looking for bragging rights and they all they almost all play each other so there's there's a lot that goes into it. There, there's a lot of exciting and a close there. proximity
1: with with all those exactly, schools. Yeah. So yes, and well, those those
3: those schools out in the middle of nowhere they'll they'll pack your lunch too. Now,
1: <laughs> no, they will. They will. I mean, and 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 I know our listening area kind of reaches out to uh, uh, some parts of, of you know Pickens County. We've already talked about Fayette County's got a good group. Uh, Northside, which is the northern part of Tuscaloosa County, uh, solid. So. And then you look at the private schools. We haven't touched American Christian Academy. Uh, they they've won some football games over the course They're of time. They're going to be interesting
3: uh, with their head coach stepping down.
1: Have you? Well, have you ever looked at? Uh, you ever watched eight man football?
3: I have heard some stories, but no, <laughs> I've never seen that. It did.
1: Nope. <laughs> I, I watched. Uh, you know, Tuscaloosa Christian plays in uh, eight man football, and it's different. But they don't have enough. They don't have enough roster to play the other. But it's it's pretty competitive with the group that they play in. Uh, and I, I've been out uh, many years ago. Uh, Hunter Christian was the coach out there. Anyway, hey, we're talking a little uh, high school football. Uh... <laughs> I got a guy that texted me and said, absolutely, Gordo.
3: It is. Dude, Tanner Bailey and that team, that they've, they've brought enough firepower back. And you talked about Ryan Lawley. They came really, really close last year. I mean, really, really. Close. And so
1: I watched Ryan Lolly grow up in 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 that system. Like I was covering high school football from my show perspective prior to Ryan Lolly, and watching him, you know, like up and coming, and, and then now he's you know settled in there. Uh, no, but listen, and, and you go down to Hell County, uh, pretty solid. Bibb County down in Duncanville, the Choctaws have have usually pretty pretty decent. Anyway. Man, you got, you got me thinking about high school football.
3: Uh, I'm just saying it, it's a lot more competitive than, than the perception is, and it and it helps to have good coverage of no, it. No, and that helps no. with the booster thing that no. you talked about as well. Gets morale high for players as well. Uh, when, when you treat it like it's important, you realize how incredible it really is.
1: We continue with more of the game. Martin Houston stepped away for just a couple of minutes. He's at a banquet introducing... Uh, uh, the part of Northbridge will continue with more of the game Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Touchdown! Alabama
0: wins! The Alabama, Alabama football, football countdown, countdown clock, clock, clock is driven by, by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. Long time, long time. There are, there are, there are there 18 are. days until Alabama football. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: When you know we love to spend a lot of time outside, let me invite you to go see those guys since 1976. Uh, any type of apparel that you're talking about, working Western wear for the entire family. Uh, people in West Alabama work extremely hard. you got to have the apparel to match that with that 45-year tradition of serving West Alabama. Quality name brand, working Western wear for the entire family. And, and people, they, you know, they, they look at high school football. It's the feeder system. For this, I mean, if you look at Nick Saban's dynasty, none of that could be accomplished without the great players. He's able to go out and convince these guys uh, to come in and uh, to be a part of what is happening uh, here in Tuscaloosa. We were talking a little high school football. and Hey, a little little, little fun here, uh, you know, visiting with uh, Martin Houston a couple of minutes ago. Let's go to Robert in Brookwood. Robert, good afternoon, man. You're in the game. Hey, roll time, man. Hold on, I, I'm not able to hear you, Robert. What about now? Uh, limited, limited. Uh, hmm, what okay. about now? Yeah, perfect, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You sound like you're sitting here with me. Yeah, what's on your mind, Robert? Glad to hear you talking about high school football. I got you. I got you.
4: Excel. you're talking about Hillcrest, and that's my—that's the enemy. <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just playing good show today i didn't get to listen to all of you i did catch brad edwards interview though that, that was a good interview
1: hey brad brad was a lot of fun to be able to talk about uh there and uh hey it's uh high school football at its best uh tell me about the brookwood panthers up there
4: well, I think they're going to be better this year. Uh, they had a jamboree the other night. And they won it. They played North Jackson from uh, North Alabama. And, uh, of course, you don't show much in jamborees because, you know, you got the first game of next week. But they, I think they're going to be a lot better this year.
0: Sure,
4: in, sure. they in a tough region. You know, Hillcrest, Huey Town, McAdory teams that have a lot of speed that we're not blessed with at Brookwood. But, but uh, I think they're going to be a lot better.
1: Who's the coach up at Brookwood?
4: Coach Bramlett, you speak the defensive coordinator at uh, Hillcrest. Okay. Okay. His son, his, his son is the, is the punter for Notre Dame.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you know
4: who I'm talking about. I now. do. No, had, no, I do. Yeah. Then he had two other sons that
1: played baseball at Alabama. Gotcha. Gotcha.
4: And, so it's uh, an athletic
1: family. Well, hey, it's uh, you know high school football in West Alabama. Uh, maybe trying to find a way to make it uh, on the upswing. So. What uh?
4: What are your Cowboys gonna do this year? Mm.
1: Can we skip that? Well, Why you gotta pick yeah. on George Teague and us Cowboys?
4: Well, you know, I am about the Cowboys or the cowgirls. That's Prescott. If he if he's healthy, they may they'll, they'll probably have a pretty good year. But you just don't know how he's gonna recuperate from his injury. He has
1: well, I backed off my Super Bowl prediction.
4: Well. I mean that's like every year for the Cowgirls. Their fans say it's the Super Bowl, but it's been God, you know it's I think ninety ninety six. Was that the last time they won one? Ninety four? Yeah, it's it's been Under a long time. it's going
1: on thirty years, man, that's a long time. I mean, we just put uh one of the head coaches from that dynasty uh into the into the hall of fame. So it's yeah. uh <laughs> Jimmy
4: Johnson, he sure did. Yeah, it was uh hey a lot of history there with him and Jerry Jones. You know, they were teammates at the University of Arkansas. And hey, we're, we're,
1: we're gonna get it back on track. We're uh,
3: but eventually,
1: yeah. Well, uh, it, it, not, I mean, maybe it, not in your lifetime. I mean, y'all, I, just, <laughs> y'all just want to bend me over and you know spank me here. I mean, I mean, what what's I mean, y'all keep taking shots at my Cowboys. I mean, hey, at least my college team will kick you in the teeth. Okay, that's
4: exactly right. Hey.
1: And, I, may t- like, I may take a beating on on one side, but uh hey, at least my college team will kick you that's in the team. Exactly
4: right, and I like what you said. This, this is something we'll never see again. Uh and 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 he's built up such a such a talent pool that even when he does retire, the year a year or two, possibly three, even after there are still gonna be very good years. Sure. Sure. And it won't fall off as long as you get the right coach well, in here that can keep the recruiting going. It's not gonna fall off.
1: Did did you hear earlier did you hear earlier when Brad said this he said I think this program is no doubt headed in the right direction but it's also like you could make an argument that they're improving now now chew on that for a minute
4: well it was amazing what you said a five star athlete that that was sitting on the bench, or what? What, oh, what was that you were saying about it?
1: Robert, Robert, about how much Robert, talent. Robert. There's a bunch of them.
4: Yeah, th- that's th- I, that, that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there. No, they're, there's a there's a bunch of them. There is a bunch of five stars. When go through the roster, like when Nick Saban gives us that depth chart, it'll be two weeks. It'll be leading in that Monday. He always gives us a depth chart. It's it's you know it's a generic piece of paper. Nothing fancy, no graphics, nothing. Just a plain yeah. index piece of paper. that says, you know, the depth chart. And it's, you go through it and you look at the five stars that are just kind of waiting to get there. But,
4: uh. Well, real quick before I go, Ryan, do you really think Georgia's for real? I hope not. In here, it's just, this is their year. They stockpiled pot talent just like Alabama. And, uh, you know, it, I don't think we said during the summer, if if they can't do it this year, when are they gonna do
1: it? Yeah. No, well and hey, Kirby's gonna Kirby as uh I heard on the uh, radio and uh you know that's uh that's a part of uh I mean it may, it may become an adjective. You know, we called Clemsoning a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Uh Kirby has has made some listen, if you ever get Nick Saban against the ropes and you don't beat him as a fan base win. And if you're able to take this time, you know, they got the quarterback. They got JT Daniels. And, uh, hey, Robert, I appreciate you, man. I, yes, brother, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying in Georgia. I'm not, I'm not there. But, I got uh, uh, Hey, Martin Houston is going to rejoin me on the other side. Also, uh, we were talking about high school football, and uh, Ethan Crawford's dad uh, is on hold as well. So we're going to work him into the conversation. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama
0: Crimson Tide Sports.
2: It's also you having a fun. Have some fun, man.
0: Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. will be screaming now we can be-
1: So we'll bring Martin back in. Martin was uh, out of Northridge and getting uh, introduced as uh, the conversation there. Martin Houston, uh, former fullback at the University of Alabama, part of our lineup each morning starting at six a.m. Uh, Martin, we were talking a little high school football when you you kind of gave a segue into high school football, and uh, that's what we were sitting here talking about, and uh, we ended up turning this into a high school football show, and. Uh, I'm going to bring in another uh, guy that's going to uh, that was listening and just happened to chime in. So uh, we're going to bring him into the conversation as well. So uh, let's go to let's go down to Hillcrest a little bit. So we're talking a little Northridge. Got to get Hillcrest a little publicity here too. So uh, uh, Ethan Crawford's dad, uh, Mr. Crawford, good afternoon. You're in the you're in with Alabama tradition with Martin and Ryan.
5: Good evening, guys. First and foremost, go fast. <laughs> and roll time most definitely. No doubt. But. No doubt. <laughs> Two days in a wake up, baby, and the past gonna roll.
1: Two days in a wake up. Okay, that's it. Okay, okay. Who do you guys have first out of the gate?
5: You got Homewood. Ooh,
1: yeah.
2: Traditional. Hey, Mister Crawford. Mister Crawford,
1: this is Martin. This is
2: Martin. Hey, uh, up, now is Ethan is Ethan a junior or a senior? He's a junior. That's what I thought. That that young man has, has been playing a lot of ball for a long time and, and continuing to get better. And um, uh, even though um, uh, we're competitors, uh, he, he's Thank fun you. to watch. He, he, he's fun to watch, but sometimes um, uh, he's heartbreaking to watch. Uh, I, I I go back to last year when we played him and. Um, we, we had him, we thought we had him sacked and he ran around and broke loose and he got away from that and, and then all of a sudden he threw a pass and it looked to us that he was throwing it away. But he was actually throwing it high enough for his receiver to run up under it, uh, and it can't <laughs> that first touchdown drive last year against Northridge. But, but as we watched him and sent him and, and congratulations on, on, on the type of young man he is and the type of player he is. Hopefully, hopefully he's going to get the, the respect. I know you didn't call up for this, but hopefully he's going to get some of that recruiting love and respect that, that I think he deserves and hasn't been sent his way enough yet. And, um, and, and hopefully this year it, it all adds up. Thanks a lot,
5: man. And we're taking it all in stride, man, and just staying focused. Anytime I yeah. talk to him about yeah. it, he just want to talk about a championship of hill players. He
1: said yeah. everything else is wrong. Hey, Mr. Crawford, how long has he been starting at Hillcrest? He started
5: his freshman year at fourteen years old.
1: And yep. <laughs> okay, Martin, Martin, was was this the guy that we saw a couple of years ago in the playoffs? We you and I went down to Hillcrest and we saw him uh was this the Yeah, this he, a, that, yeah the, that's why I said he, it seemed like he's been playing forever, but I wanted to verify. I thought he was still a
2: junior, Ryan. And Carver um, I know you can't give away uh, any any secrets, but how has the transition been for him um with the new coach and different kind of approach to the game?
5: Oh, they love him. We all love him, man. Coach okay, good. was old school, and yeah. he just took him <laughs> in. And we love him to death, man. He's a hard nosed. He's like one of the coaches that coached me when I was coming up. And we just... That's why, that That's why I asked that question.
2: That's why I asked that question because I knew that uh, it came, I think it was from Chase Valley, and I knew he was the old school and kind of a different approach, but, uh, you know, but, but has had success at a lot of places. So, I'll...
5: Right, right. We were kind of devastated when Coach Adam left, but... <laughs> Coach Mitchell came, came in and calmed us down, and now he's captain of the ship. Okay,
1: okay. Well, there's a great support system at Hillcrest, and uh, the the fans are very passionate about football in 69 South. Uh, uh, went to church with a with a ton of people that uh, are affiliated with Hillcrest, and man, they they love their Patriot football, and uh, you know, one of the very few indoor practice facilities in the area, which. Uh, it's always kind of cool, right? Right. Just kind of shows the level of dedication. But
5: uh, well, Coach. I always listen to you guys, and I heard y'all on the radio. And my blood started boil, boiling when y'all was talking about the season coming up. And I said, I got the call, man.
1: I Google tie one hundred point nine. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Uh And, and absolutely, we we love to. Uh, uh, to cover high school football, I know martin 's from Cherokee county i 'm from a little small school up in North Alabama and we were talking about high school football uh, the you know and I think Jacob had made the comment about you know trending back uh, you know in that right direction and uh, you know hey maybe this is a maybe this is a turnaround so we we really hey we really appreciate you calling in and and best of luck to you for Ethan If anything we can help to uh, uh, to raise his level of interest uh, please let us know. Thank you, guys. Man. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Crawford. Ethan Crawford's dad just happened to be listening. Hey, Martin, I, and and I know you were getting introduced at Northridge. I, let me give you the segue. So when you, yeah, because we were here in the band, and we and, and Jacob and I got talking about high school football in West Alabama, and and I was telling him, I said, <laughs> uh, you know, just speaking of high school football, I said, you know, what a, what a great ambassador it is for the communities. You and I came from small communities up in North Alabama. We didn't have anything else better to do. Nothing. Okay, Friday night. Was it, and, and poor old Martin's family used to run all over us. I mean, Houston's destroyed us for about 15, 20 years in a row. Uh, I, I think they're finally done. There's no, there is more, more Houston's coming through Cherokee County, thank the Lord. But, uh, actually, actually I just got a video
2: this weekend uh, of my great, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, it's uh, Herschel Houston's son. So, and Herschel and our, Hershey and our teammates, Herschel was the nephew that took us to, uh, the state playoffs, uh, at Legion Field. So this is his, uh, this is his son. So you get a break, but, that, but, but Ryan, Ryan, remember my mom was one or 26, so I got plenty of cousins that may have a different name that y'all still have to deal with up that way. <laughs>
1: Hey, like I said, man, we we've been knocked out of the playoffs quite a few times by the last name of Houston. But no, what we're talking about, Martin, is it's just high school football, uh, and and what a you know what a chance, man. There's some life lessons on that football field. But we were just talking about communities uh, here in West Alabama, and you know, Jacob made the comment, and and I don't know anything to back it up, but he said you know he feels like it's an upswing uh, here. And I was talking about when I first arrived in Tuscaloosa. You had Central Tuscaloosa kicking butt and taking names. I mean, you had County High that was ranked in the top 25 in USA Today. You had Hillcrest and what they're doing. Uh, you had Bryant Northridge who had just separated. And Bryant made the playoffs, I think, the first year that they were uh, a school system running that Notre Dame box. So we were just talking about, you know, Gordo's always been consistent. And so Jacob and I struck in a conversation and saying – Hey, it may be a little bit of an upswing. You, know, you got things going well in yeah. Six Nine South. You guys, you guys, County High seems well, to be I, with, headed in the right direction.
2: I would agree that uh, overall, I think it, you know, it, it has to be important to the school system, Ryan, um, and it can't be an adversary to the academic thing, and and it has to be important to those who funded and all of that. And I think that's been part of the struggle with football in Tuscaloosa, and, you know, they, they made a change a couple of years ago, Ryan, that you could pay community coaches. Uh, thus, the reason that I'm able to go out there, um, I mean, I I would have helped, but I don't know that I would have been able to dedicate as much time, um, but from from a standpoint, I, I'm, a, I'm a paid community coach. Uh, last year, John Copeland was a paid community coach at Northridge another guy named Rob Hall. We were all coaches and all three of us had college experience at SEC ACC level programs. Well, when you infuse that type of of uh, experience and knowledge and know-how into a high school program, it gets better. Man, I, I mean, first of all, Northridge have been doing their job with half the staff. You know what I mean? And then that staff was, was, was uh, some of those guys that were on that staff were college guys or intern guys. And so Northridge goes and they get better last year. Well, if they get better, guess what happened? More kids come out the next year. You bring those coaches back. Northridge this year returning on offense, Ryan, was it returning nine players? Oh, wow. Um, uh, nine starters. I'm sorry, not nine players, nine starters in. And even more, if you go into the too deep, um, I, I, I believe I have three of the best running backs. I wouldn't trade my three running backs for any running backs in this in the state. Uh, I believe they're that good, Ron. I think I'm coaching three guys that could play, you know, D1 ball at some level. Um, and and so you, and then you look at what happened at, at, at Hillcrest. They're consistently good and got a lot of talent. And they bring in a coach who has some experience. Then you look at County High, they brought in, um, um, Adam uh, Weingart. yeah, Weingartner. We- Weingartner from, uh, Auburn. And, you know, and his staff at Auburn had three or four head coaches. Well, some of those had, former head coaches, some of those coaches came back, including, you know, Antonio Ford, who,
1: you know, was it. a head yeah. coach. Yeah. And, and so,
2: sure. yeah. And, and, and so you, you start adding that in. Programs start getting better, you know, uh, and, and the, the better programs get, the better the whole area gets because more kids enjoy it, more kids start playing. And, and like I said, I think that one of the biggest changes was just the, the support that the community, the school system allowed the coaches to go out and bring in more coaches and, and, and get more help because, um, Imagine coaching, you know, 100 guys or 50 guys even and not having enough to coach them.
1: Well, and, and, and let me also – and I am I know we spend a lot of time talking about college football, but let me pat our, our team here at Tide 100.9 a little bit on the back uh, because we have enhanced our high school coverage here uh, at Tide 109. If you download the Tide 100.9 app, I know uh, Jacob's Friday night show, Bryant's going to be doing the school board show. Uh, captain ray has has done that show for several years uh when you look at hillcrest huddle which is a show that's going to air immediately following this show will be dedicated to of hillcrest football and you know publicity uh, and, and raising interests um uh, you know the media serves a role just like it does with college football so uh you know we're proud to to be here in west alabama and uh, a lot of the coverage uh uh you know involves high school football and tide 109.com so uh Martin, let me break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the loose ends. Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny this afternoon, just the chance of a few isolated showers through the evening hours. The high today 86, the low tonight 73. Or tomorrow, partially sunny, the chance of an afternoon thunderstorm in scattered spots. The high tomorrow at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. Another story. This is
1: not another drill. All right, so let's go back to a little Alabama Crimson Tide football. We talked a lot of high school football there and uh, spent a lot of time uh, breaking it down there. Uh, Martin, I, I want to go back to the second scrimmage. The first scrimmage, Nick Saban made the point. I know you've talked about it. I've talked about it with uh, the limitations of not a lot of contact uh, and you know, leading into the second scrimmage man, this second scrimmage is going to be awfully important because at some point you got to decide on who's your guys on that offensive line or wherever the competitions exist, uh, and you got to start focus on those reps and getting some game prep in.
2: Yeah, Ryan, I, I mean, I think, um, you know, from a physicality standpoint, Ryan, I don't know if that's as much of the problem, I think, when you add that to the fact that you're not able to get those multiple days uh, multiple practices in multiple days, um, that's where it really hurts. Ryan, they're they're in week two of practicing, and we had practiced this many time, times. What, they're on what, the seventh practice?
1: Uh, twelve, twelve, twelve.
2: Yeah. They've had twelve?
1: Yeah, today was twelve.
2: Twelve. So, uh, God, I'll tell you how all, all my days are. Um, but say twelve practices, I remember one year we had three days of three a days and then went to two a days. Um, and so in three days, we had uh, nine practices and in five days, we had you know thirteen practices uh, and, and then and then we had a, a scrimmage. You see what I'm saying? Sure. I mean sure. like 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 one of those practices in three days sounds, it is bad. don't get me wrong. Well, the first practice of the day, was just special teams, okay? So then then when we went to the other two practices, we were putting in offense and defensive plays and repping them out. And so now they can't hit as much, and they don't have as many days, and that's what he was saying, difficult circumstances. For those guys who who've never had that, I guess it'll be just what it is, but when you're a coach that has a system and a process that you've been putting things in a certain way. I don't know if he realized how big of impact it would have until he, he saw it Saturday. Uh, but this next practice, they have got – you're right. They will start, you know, setting some depth charts. And even though he don't like to call them that, he'll, he'll start putting some names in, in some pecking orders uh, after this next one.
1: Hey, Martin, I'll leave you with this. Got about 90 seconds left in the show. Yesterday, Alabama was awarded the number one team in the AP. Uh, When you look at the top 20, uh, the history all time, uh, Alabama's had 131 times they've been ranked at number one. 100 of those have come in the Nick Saban era. Brad Edwards uh, came in earlier and shared a book with us, uh, Bama Dynasty, and he said, when you look at the University of Alabama and the numbers that they've made at the AP number one spot – When you just look at you know, just from an Alabama perspective, what Nick Saban has done in fourteen years outranks everybody else of what they've been able to accomplish in the history of their programs. So in other words, you just take this fourteen year sample size and compare the rest, Alabama surpasses all of those other schools. That's that's blows my mind to think about that. Anyway, about thirty. Ryan,
2: listen to the listen to this in comparison to our neighbor down the road, Auburn. They've been number one nine times in the history of their program. Nick Saban has been number one, what, 12, 13, 14 consecutive years in a row?
1: It's a good time to be an Alabama fan, my friend. It's a good time to be an Alabama fan. Yes, (laughs) it is. Yes, it
2: is. (laughs) That's Martin Houston.
1: You can hear him mornings beginning at 6 a.m. We're going to shut down Alabama tradition. Hillcrest Huddle coming up in a couple of minutes right here on Tide 100.9. Good night, T-Town. It's the